Job chapter 15, verses 14 to 16. What is man that he could be pure, or one born of woman that he could be righteous? If God places no trust in his holy ones, if even the heavens are not pure in his eyes, how much less man who is vile and corrupt, who drinks up evil like water? This is a, a phrase, what is man, is, is repeated time and again. It's uh, what I consider to be the second, uh, second most important question in the Bible. Um, and it, it, from Psalm, just as an example from Psalm 8, uh, when I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him. Yeah, there's a real humility in, in these questions. What is man? Who are we? And in the Job one, it's a little more even on the point in the humility aspect, one born of a woman that he could be righteous. In other words, original sin affects all of us. There's been no one who's been born other than Adam and Eve without sin except for Jesus. Uh, and there's that famous line from Immanuel Kant, who said, out of the crooked timber of humanity, no straight thing was ever made. Out of the crooked <laughs> timber of humanity, no straight thing was ever made. And there's a real humility saying, you know, the solution to all the world's problems, the fact that we just keep lapping up evil like water, as it says here in Job, the solution to all of that is not going to come from us. We're all crooked. We're, we are all born with original sin. The solution has to come from outside of ourselves. It has to come from the one, Jesus, who was born without sin. And there's just a humility there, and it leads us to worship and to a right understanding of who Jesus is for us. You know, he's not our life coach. He's not here to tell us to adjust a few things, and then we'll have righteous living, and everything will be fine. No, he's here to rescue us to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves it really is uh disturbing that you said he's not our life coach <laughs> i think about that a lot eric i think that what some people think they need from their preacher is some helpful hints to clean up the small messes in their lives and get on with the rest of their week and when they sit in the pews at least at this church um you know they they're reminded of their sin Quite frequently, I had a woman come to me one time visiting from another church, and she said, I don't like how you always call us sinners. I don't. You do that every week. You call us sinners, and you really need to start calling us overcomers because, you know, we don't want to wallow around thinking that we're sinners. We need to be told that we're overcomers, and I totally understood her point, actually. I did understand her point, but I also know that scriptures like this one, Job 15, remind us of what it says, what Immanuel Kant said, out of the crooked timber of humanity, no straight thing was ever made. We have to recognize our sin in order to recognize our need for our Savior. Yeah, I mean, know thyself. Um, mm. You know, I, I mean, being an overcoming uh, comer is way too focused on the self and not mm. enough focused on, on right. Jesus. right. And what and the rescue mission that he was sent on, and what he did, and the cross, etc. Uh, I think that it may be a sign of maturity when you finally get off the how amazing you are, and you mm, are. I mean, everybody's amazing in many ways, but and focus on the Savior. How amazing he is! Yeah, yeah. 